Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and this is episode number 108 of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Let us kick this thing off by welcoming the Monorail family to the room. I shall begin with the man to my left, who is... Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget Supreme. (laughs) With barbecue sauce. That's all you got to say today? Yep. Okay. Garrett Monorail is here. Beside Garrett Monorail, to his left. Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail. Back again. Back again. Mother of Chicken Nugget. Yes. It's almost as good as Mother of Dragons. Um, it is like being the Mother of Dragons. <laughs> McKenna and Garrett both. <laughs> but the real Mother of Dragons is coming up next, and that is... I'm the Phantom of the Opera. The Phantom of the Opera. <gasps> the Chandelier! I like it. I like the Phantom of the Opera. Let's talk musicals. I can't find it on any streaming platform. It was... Where were you watching it before? Was it on... Netflix. Netflix? And then they took it off of Netflix. And then they put it back on Netflix. And then they took it off again because they hate me. Mm-hmm. Well, soon enough, you're going to have some musicals to watch because Hamilton is coming to Disney+. Plus. Are you excited? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean... Your mom's not. Back in, in the uh, old days of, like, middle school... Like early middle school, yeah, everyone was talking about it, and I, you know, never got to see it since it was like a thing you had to go to. Mm-hmm. But now they're putting it on Disney Plus, so I guess I'll check it out. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to watch it um, because it's going to be exciting. I'm fired up about it. It's the original cast. Can't wait to see it. I know somebody else who might be excited about watching Hamilton, and let's welcome him to the show now. Joining us via the magical Monday Monorail video hotline is. The dearest of them all. The one and the only, Landon the Dawes Doan. Landon, welcome back to the monorail. Hi, everybody. Coming from the isolation station of love. Uh, though I guess I should have come up with the musical intro since we're talking about musicals. Uh, confession time. I don't think I've ever heard any of Hamilton or seen any of Hamilton. I, well, I'm really re- interested in seeing it, but I haven't checked it out yet. So, well, here's July one thing. 3rd, everybody. Yeah, here's one thing to know before you see it. Hamilton was never a president. Whatever. No. I didn't know. (laughs) This was a revelation that Sam had on the Parks and Monorail's most magical hour this last Tuesday. I thought since he wrote all those Federalist papers and stuff that possibly he was a president. And he was in like a a dual uh, shootout where he died with Burr. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And so I. Spoilers. (laughs) No kidding. What the heck? No yeah, reason to watch Hamilton now. It's in history books, okay? Who it's also history in history books that he didn't become president. Well, I don't <laughs> actually, know. actually, I have never heard of him when we did social studies. Really? They never said anything about him. Huh. Was he a VP? Or... No, well, he was a jerk. 
Well, he lost the duel, I so... That. I, mean, I, I knew that just because, you know, people at my school used to talk about him a lot because Hamilton, and mm-hmm. they were like, oh, he died. I'm like, oh, well, now I know. Here's a throwback, and this oh. is why Alexander Hamilton will always be stuck in my head. There used to be an old commercial for milk back during the Got Milk campaign where a guy had his mouth full. I think he was eating cookies or something. And there was a <laughs> there was a contest on the radio where they were asking who shot Alexander Hamilton. And he so he called in, but his mouth was full of cookies and he was going and they couldn't understand him. And so then it was like Got Milk because if he had milk he could have, you know, washed I, all I, that I down. I hate that. Or he could have just like Swallowed the cookies. He couldn't. He couldn't swallow them. They were they were dry and stuck in his mouth, and he didn't have milk. Why did he put all of those cookies in his mouth? I well, I don't know. Because he wanted to eat all those cookies, and since he didn't have milk, he didn't win those tickets to Super Tramp or whatever radio station (laughs) was giving away Alexander Hamilton related trivia. I I don't know. Okay, I could if the tickets were for Super Tramp, I would definitely throw in my hat. That would be awesome. (laughs) You're not wearing a hat. Oh, oh, I am. There you go. Well, that's a tease coming up at the end of this episode. We're going to be giving out the hourly word in seventh collar. We'll win tickets to Super Trap. You're listening to the Monday Morning Monorail. Here's Slayer. That's right. So make sure to to uh, call in when we open up the phone lines at the end of the show. And if you're the ninth caller and you can tell us who shot Alexander Hamilton with a mouthful of cookies, you might win those tickets. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Can, can I participate? No. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately, radio uh, station employees and their immediate family, not eligible for exactly. prizes. Don't forget, you can find us, Monday Morning Monorail Family, on the Facebook. This last week, I actually invited our Facebook group fam to chime in on the conversation about the Magic Kingdom five essential rides attraction shows. And I would like to share the updated scoreboard as of the hour. I don't know if it's a huge surprise, but, you know, I will let you all make your own judgments. I'll give you the, what do you want, the top ten? Sure. Because I actually think the top ten would make a pretty good Magic Kingdom day. All right, let's hear it. Okay. I know what number one is. Number one, with 16 votes, spoiler alert, the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 16 votes for the Haunted Mansion. I mean... Most mentions, obviously. I totally guessed that. It's a classic. You could see it. I'm holding it up in front of you. (laughs) Wait, turn it around? No. Number two, with 15 votes, Pirates of the Caribbean. So Haunted Mansion Pirates. Number three, with 14 votes. Tram. The TTA People Mover. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of love for the TTA. Which isn't a huge surprise. Like, you know, when we did our March Madness last year, I kept saying the People Mover was the people's champ. It won a lot of the brackets that got submitted to us, or at least made it to the Final Four last year. So here it is, number three, uh, representing in a strong way. Number four, 13 votes, Big Thunder Mountain. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. So that's the first mountain on the list. Justin thought he might need the Big Thunder Mountain <laughs> this I did. past weekend. I did. If you were yeah, if you refer back to our old Big Thunder Mountain episode where we shared a fun fact about that ride that it could actually help a person pass a kidney stone, I thought I might need it. Ooh. I was having some pain in the kidney area. Yeah. I don't know what was going it's on. Gone. It's gone. Like I feel yeah. fine now. It was like a I guess a very directed low back pain near the kidney area. Yeah, could could have been a pinched nerve. I had something similar a couple of years ago. Ended up going to the ER because they thought it was a kidney stone. It's like, nope, you're good. 
Yeah. It's just your back. And then they sent me home with muscle relaxers. Yeah. So a couple days, I was nervous. Yeah. Not looking forward to moving that thing along. Although, if it meant a ride on Big Thunder Mountain, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rounding out the top five with 12 votes, Space Mountain. And that. Are you surprised that Big Thunder placed higher than Space Mountain? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, but that's. I even said that last week because Space Mountain to me is the number one mountain. Um, it surprised me how much love Big Thunder got because I, I don't know, like I, I love Big Thunder Mountain. Sometimes I forget how much I like it because we don't often, we don't ride it every time we go. No, we don't. You know? But we don't ride Space Mountain every time we go either. Almost every time. Most times. Yeah. So that's the top five. Number six with eight votes, Happily Ever After. So fireworks. That's not yes. a ride. It's an attraction and show. Yeah. Lots of inconsiderate people out there don't care about <laughs> social dis- distancing. I don't care. I want to see my show. Hey, it would be a great time to just go like hang out because everyone would be there and you could just go somewhere else so you don't get sick. I just I like to leave before the show happens. No, I love that show. It's it's good. I like yeah. it too, but but leaving after uh, the show's over with everybody, man, that can oh. that can be oh fun. Yeah, that's a honestly my probably my least favorite thing in Disney is trying to leave Magic Kingdom after the fireworks. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awful. So bad. Yeah, after one of the best things, which is an awesome fireworks show. Yeah, because <laughs> you're sad about having to leave, and also there's a bunch of people everywhere. Yeah, it's true. All right, tied for number seven. We have Peter Pan's Flight and Splash Mountain, both with seven votes. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Any thoughts on that? I don't really like either. Yeah, same. What? I like Peter Pan, but at the same time, I'm kind of surprised it placed at seven because that just kind of, I don't know, doesn't scream top ten to me. Don't get me wrong. I do like it. And if there's a fast pass available for it, I will book that thing. But still, for it to be in the top ten, let alone seven, and tied with Splash Mountain, which, I mean, that's... That's the water ride and the Walt Disney World property. So. Well, it, it, yeah, I mean, yes, it's number one for sure. I guess you're not counting Kali River Rapids. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, I am, and, and that doesn't impact my answer. Okay. Well, but you don't get wet on Frozen, really. No, I'm just kidding. I guess you sometimes get a little splashed. You get, like, sprayed sometimes yeah. by the, the fountain, the, like... Mists. And it depends. Sometimes you get splashed on pirates too. Pirates is a yeah. Oh water my gosh, ride those cannons. Splash Mountain. The cannons and the dip. Yeah. If you hit if, the, if you hit that wave wrong, you might get splashed when you mm-hmm. go down that. If it like is really mad at you on that day, it like makes a puddle in there whenever you do the first dip. Oh yeah. Then you have to like stand in the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number nine. Jungle Cruise with six votes. Nice. Okay. And then number 10, It's a Small World with five votes. Yeah, I can skip it. Uh, and, and I mean, it did make it into the top 10, but you said it only came in with five votes. So like that feels about right. Honestly, I'm surprised the Jungle Cruise was A, that low, and B, received that few votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to me, it's like Jungle Cruise. I mean, that was in my top five. Like Jungle Cruise, if I'm in the Magic Kingdom, my backside is going to be <laughs> on that boat. So yeah, on the Same. backside of water. Exactly, yeah. And I could show them the backside of me, and then it'd say, sir, please leave. <laughs> I'm mad about Tiki Room not being up there. Yeah, Tiki Room only ended up with two votes, Garrett. Disrespectful. Did Tom Sawyer's Island get zero votes? You voted for it. Okay, so... It got one vote. Me. 
Yeah. Although I do agree, like Tom Sawyer's Island is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like essential for like my day, but I um I wouldn't be sad if I only got to do that, you know, on a day for Magic Kingdom because I I enjoyed it. It's a good time, yeah. And I'm willing to bet with all the whole social distancing going forward, that might be a good place to go and social distance from people because before all this started, it was never really all that crowded or busy. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I I do believe, though, if you could only experience the top 10 list there at a day at at the Magic Kingdom, I feel like it'd be a good day. (laughs) I'd be pleased with that. Yeah, not bad at all. And what we're going to do today, we're going to update our Epcot Essentials list. We're going to create it. Yes. Yeah. I don't like that you're removing food and drinks because that's super I didn't remove it. Again, this is based on a survey Disney sent out. Mm. Yeah. So it's rides, attractions, and shows. I didn't create that survey. I'm just playing by the rules. That's all. I respect it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Plus, it makes it more fun because, I mean, going with Epcot, you could probably have your five essentials just be food. And drinks. I know. Very easily, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what fun would that be? We're going to do, I, I don't know, the Epcot list I think is going to be interesting because I just don't think, I don't know. I think once we get the opinions of the Monorail fam as well, I think there's going to be a stronger concentration of like the top five to seven attractions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, Epcot's more about, you know, experiences outside. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yep. Uh, But we're going to do that later on. For now, we're going to share a little bit of news because this is the week Disney Springs is opening back up. And, uh, you know, Universal put its foot out there first, basically, by opening up City Walk. And people showed up, for sure. Well, but... So, I know someone who went, and um, he did a video... um, and he, I mean, it didn't look like it was overly crowded. The The only place that was really crowded was trying to get in. But then once you get in, it, everyone was pretty spread out. Yeah, well, all I'm saying is people went. It's kind of the they whole... They wanted to get them voodoo donuts, yeah, apparently. You open it, people will come. I think people are, of course, people are clamoring to get out. And yeah. Get, you know, it was only mm-hmm. City Walk? It was just City Walk, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would go if it was just City Walk. Well, I mean, it's the same I don't thing know as why a lot of people went. I do want Voodoo Donuts again. <laughs> yeah, but like Krispy Kreme's a thing. The City Walk opening—it's the same as you know Disney Springs opening up. You know, it's it's the um, dining and retail location, and it's kind of the first steps of getting this stuff open back up. And I was going to share. There was a an email that just came out um, on Saturday that shares the. Um, some of the procedures and the policies Disney Springs going to have in place as they get things going. And I thought it might be a good idea in case there are people out there who are interested in doing this. You're definitely going to want to have a heads up about what, what you can expect when you get down there. Cause I think it's going to be important if you want to have a good day and you want things to go smoothly that you, you know, you know what to be prepared, prepared for and, and how to um, get around what to do that sort of thing. Right. May 20th, things are going to start opening up. That's going to be the first day. And here are like the the high-level bullets for, you know, the operating procedure for cast members and guests. Six key things to know before arriving. This is from the Disney Springs reopening website. 
First, limited parking and reduced entrances. Second, temperature screenings prior to entry. Third, face coverings required for guests age three and up. So they are allowing, if you have a, a child um, under three years old, you don't necessarily have to have a face covering. Although, Aren't, aren't they really vulnerable to it, though? That's exactly what I was going to say. I mm-hmm. feel like it would be, if you can do it, it would be smart to try. Even if you got like a little something to put over, you know, just something small. Ugh. Yeah. Like a bandana. Yeah. And, and if you think that might be a struggle, I don't know. Maybe, maybe think about it. If you do a bandana, just tell them they're a cowboy. Yeah, tell yeah. them they're Kids a cowboy. are into cowboys. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, like, if you really can't cover their mouth, why not just, like, don't take them? Yeah, well, right. I mean... Because if they get sick, little kids under three are not going to be okay. Right. It's. I think it's scary. I think that's risky. So, yeah, something to think about. Definitely. The next thing is temporary operation modifications, including reduced hours at select locations, no scheduled entertainment offerings or high touch interactive areas. Now, the interesting thing about this is Disney Springs, especially like as it gets into the evening and, and nighttime, although I know it's reduced hours, but one of the things that kind of brings that place to life is they've got like live performers everywhere, music going on all over the place. So probably not going to see that for a while because that would cause people to gather around and potentially stand too close. And then an increased focus on disinfecting and sanitation, including the addition of hand washing stations and hand sanitizer in key areas. Um, in, in regard to the parking guests will be directed to self park in the orange and lime garages only all the surface lots will be closed and there's only going to be four total entrances to get into Disney Springs, the orange and lime garage, along with the hotel plaza pedestrian bridge and the rideshare location. So if you were to Uber over, you could get in that way when you're exiting the garage, you're going to have to exit on the second floors of both. Cause that's where they're going to do the temperature screenings. Oh, okay. So it's like right there before you even exit the garage, which is good, I guess, because it, you wouldn't want to like walk all the way into Disney Springs somewhere and have to turn around and go back. And uh, the guidance is anyone with a temperature of 100.4 or above will be directed to an additional location for rescreening and assistance. Those with temperatures above 100.4 will not be allowed entry. Those in their party will not be allowed entry either. Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't even really consider that. Yeah. I that mean, makes sense, though. Yeah. Because they could be. Yeah, because they. <laughs> I mean, of course, Karen would be like, I'm going to make my kid sit in the car because she registered a temperature. (laughs) Well, then Karen's going to have a whole world of issues here in a couple hours. I'm just kidding. If your name's Karen, I just think the Karen thing's funny. (laughs) So employees, of course, are going to be screened as well. And if they fall into the range of above 100.4, they're not going to be allowed to work. And they have to maintain a temperature under 100.4 for at least 24 hours before they're allowed to come back. Limited contact, the face coverings for, as, as I mentioned, all guests three and up. There will be physical barriers added to select places where it's difficult to maintain strict physical distances. These may be visible in areas around cash registers or at guest relations. And then cashless transactions. At this time, it's recommended all guests use cashless or contactless payment options such as credit card, debit card, Disney gift cards, Disney reward redemption cards, and mobile wallets. There's going to be signage everywhere. You know, it'll be pretty clear where to go, where to stand, you know, what's expected of you when you get there. But 
again, I think the most important thing is to pay attention to the signs, listen to what you're being told by the cast members, and if you feel like it's going to be a problem, then maybe give it some time because this is phase one. Yeah. You know, things will get more loosened up as we go on. And, and if you feel like, you know, you, you don't want to do the mask thing, then, you know, maybe just wait a little while because it's not going to be forever, hopefully. Um, and you did say something that I want to circle back to. This yeah. is phase one. This is a very fluid situation that could and probably will change multiple times before this is all said and done. So, I mean, like, use some common sense and be decent. Like, yeah. be decent not only to to uh, other people in your party, other patrons, be decent to the cast members and, and the security people that you're going to be dealing with because they want to stay safe, too, just exactly. like you want to stay safe. I would just say, you know, the information's out there. I would, I would check the Disney Springs website. Uh, check your favorite... Disney news website. Um, a lot of them are keeping updated list of what's opening when. So be educated, be informed, be smart about all this stuff and be safe. That's the main thing mm-hmm. that, that I would say. All right, let's move on to some happy news. I mean, that's happy news, right? But it's also, you it know, it's happy. Mm-hmm. It can be two things. Uh, like you said earlier, everybody's been uh, cooped up and they want to get back out. But at the same time, a little bit of hesitation. Yeah, it's a little hesitation. It's yeah. a little weird, but this is just happy. And that is because over this past weekend, Saturday, May 16th, it was the 29th birthday for Muppet Vision 3D. Yeah! It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Although, they still need to upgrade it a little bit. Because <laughs> you could tell it's been around for 29 years. It's showing a little bit of age. <laughs> a little bit. I think It's that- been through, what, one actual like refurbishment? Yeah, like, like updated, uh, like digitized the film or whatever. And right. then wasn't there reports that, well, I guess it went through a small one uh, before all the shutdowns. They replaced some of the chairs or did they get to do that? If they replaced those chairs, they didn't do a very good job because <laughs> those chairs are gross. <laughs> yeah, well, they've been around for almost 30 years. So. Yeah, maybe they'll replace them because of the virus. I think they need to be reupholstered for sure. I don't really like to pay attention to the seats when I go in there. They're a little gross. <laughs> They're <laughs> sticky. Yeah, the they, seats are sticky. They have the time to replace them now because no one's there. Yeah. It would be nice if that's something they would do. But, I mean, the film looks a little bit old. The chairs, like we mentioned, are showing their age. Like, it could use a it could use a touch-up. But yeah, I do love. enjoy... Yeah, I do enjoy the show. And, of course, hashtag Save the Muppets, as always. We, we always want the Muppets in the parks. Something's going to give at some point. They're either going to get some love, be refurbished, get touched up, and maybe expanded, or it's going to be retired. Yeah. I don't want them to disappear. I will go and I will fight the nearest uh, Disney person. No, nah, don't Not fight. cast don't, member. Don't, do don't fight a Disney person. So anyway, hashtag save the Muppets. Yes. As always. So sad. I don't want them to go. Yeah. Especially with the history of what could have been with the Muppets and the Walt Disney World, uh, specifically the Magic Kingdom, what could have been. I mean, there was the report that they were going to take over the Magic Kingdom and retheme it into the Muppet Magic Kingdom for one year. And, and, you know, that that didn't obviously happen. But, man, what could have been? Yeah, it would have been awesome. And and now they're just pretty much stuck in one corner of Hollywood Studio. Do you think people would look back on that the way they do the the castle being turned into a cake? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) It's the internet. You can't have a positive opinion on stuff. Yeah. People were mad about Stitch TPing the castle. Mm-hmm. That's right. Vandalizing. Mm-hmm. He vandalized he the vandalized castle. That's what I'm castle. talking about. Like, I think that would be awesome. It's things changing up a little bit, mm-hmm. making it more exciting. 
I think what happens though is you have people that are visiting who may only get to visit like once every 10 years or something and if they show up on a day where the castle's been vandalized by stitch they're like really this is the castle i get in my picture like i totally get that i get that yeah i do too yeah although i I out of all these i would totally like that picture out of all these temporary changes to the park icons the one that i was fine with was mickey's sorcerer wand over the uh spaceship earth when it for 2000 the 2000 celebration i actually thought that was pretty cool but people hated that too people hate everything people hate change Mm Mm-hmm. i've heard that about people yeah (laughs) all right well we're gonna change right now we're gonna change to our next segment so let's take a break when we come back we are going to continue our virtual walk through world showcase moving into morocco Woo! stay with us Hey guys, this is Landon from the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, and I want to tell you about my friend Nick, because with 25 resort locations, four theme parks, two water parks, you have to book your dining reservations 180 days in advance, not to mention the 60-day window for your fast passes. There is so much on your plate when you're going down to the Walt Disney World resorts. Don't worry, because Nick, he has your back. Book a trip with Nick Salcedo at Capture the Magic Vacation and let him be your guide to your uniquely magical vacation at any Disney destination with no cost to you. Let Nick do the hard part of planning while you and your party get excited about your trip to the most magical place on Earth. As a graduate of Disney's College of Disney Knowledge, Nick is an expert at all things Disney and will truly help put the magical touch on your vacation. And be sure to mention the Monday Morning Monorail podcast when you book your trip for a very special surprise. Contact Nick today at nick.salcedo, that's S-A-L-C-E-D-O, at ctmvagent.com, and let's start planning your next trip. Also, be sure to visit his website at capturethemagicvacation.com forward slash agent forward slash nick-salcedo. That's Nick Salcedo with Capture the Magic Vacations. Welcome back to the monorail. This is M34D. And today, as I mentioned earlier, we are continuing our virtual walk around the World Showcase in Epcot, moving from France into a land called Morocco. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that dramatic reading? Wasn't sure where you were going, but I was on the edge of my (laughs) seat. Kind of a purred happily-esque reading. Yeah. The sentence I'm reading now is this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Morocco. I mean, coming from France, honestly, it's a pretty drastic change in scenery when you walk into the Morocco Pavilion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's, I feel like the Morocco scenery is pretty well represented on what I imagined Morocco would look like. (laughs) And I think it's beautiful at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Morocco one of the um, the places that the country takes like participates in? It's funny you ask that. Stuff? It's funny you ask that. I was actually just about to say that. Oh, nice. So, the look of the Morocco Pavilion 
was actually influenced by the Moroccan government because this is the only pavilion in which the country aided in the design of the pavilion. Mm. Oh, seriously? Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's what I thought, but I wasn't completely sure. Mm-hmm. They made me get lost. So it is kind of a maze. They designed it like a maze. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. <laughs> it is. But at the same that- time, it has a very unique look and and aesthetic that i mean like i'm I'm not downplaying the rest of the world showcase but it's like it is interesting this is the only uh country that the actual country had some hand in designing because it really does feel unique it does and stands out compared to the rest of them yeah it does and it's you know it's it's very authentic um because the moroccan officials were overseeing the design and the implementation and they were you know had had a lot of say so in how the pavilion turned out uh the pavilion as a whole is supposed to reflect the moroccan city uh it's either minaret i guess it's minaret right okay it's not minaret they wouldn't say it like a like yeah, a french word so minaret. minaret yeah yeah and when you come to the pavilion, there there's a focus on the lifestyle and culture of the Moroccan people. There at the the Fez house, which is there on the the left when you first go in, it shows like a typical Moroccan house inside the pavilion. North African plants, including citrus trees, date palms, and olive trees, and fountains can be seen. Please don't drink from the fountains. We've seen it, and that's gross. <laughs> Oh no! Really? We didn't see it in person. Well, on on a video that was cool. circulating the internet. Yeah. What's wrong with people? Mm-hmm. It's well. just gross. You've got three fantastic restaurants in the Moroccan Pavilion, mm-hmm. including Restaurant Marrakesh, the Chan- Tangerine Cafe, and the Spice Road Table. I've never been to the Tangerine Cafe. It's good. We Me have. and Dad yeah. had it. Yeah, I want to go, um, but I have been to Spice Road Table and Restaurant Marrakesh, both fantastic. Very, very good, yep. There are six shops that make up the marketplace. This is where Garrett likes to get lost, <laughs> because it really does feel like an authentic marketplace. It kind of winds and turns back through the pavilion, and the shops do connect, but you can also kind of walk through like the, um, what would you call it? It's like a, a plaza. A courtyard? a courtyard, kind yeah. of. And to I got get, lost yeah. in there for three years. Call it maybe like the square. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's like a square kind of thing. Yeah. They have little, um, little barrels of things you can buy out in the square. Mm-hmm. It's really cute, and whenever the moon is right over it, it's just so pretty. Yeah, yeah, that's amore. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Wrong country. Yep. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. King Hassan II actually sent Moroccan artisans to design and create the mini mosaics that you see in the pavilion. Oh. Due to Islamic religion beliefs um, on the content of the art, the mosaics contain no representations of people. The government also sponsors the pavilion, while corporations hold sponsoring rights on every other pavilion. This was one of the things we talked about in the past, but like back in the day when Disney really did care about sight lines a lot more... (laughs) One of the things they decided to do was color the Tower of of Terror the same color as the Moroccan Pavilion. And that's because when you're standing in, especially in Future World, looking towards Morocco, you can see the Tower of Terror in the distance. And they wanted it to blend in as if it's part of the Moroccan skyline. It it works. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. That's a nice attention to detail that I miss these days. (laughs) Feels like you have an opinion on the subject, Jay. Just a little bit. Yeah. 
the little museum up in the front, they actually change out the the displays frequently, and it's changed recently. It typically has a it's a rotating exhibit of Moorish art and culture. And there's a new display in there right now that we didn't get to see before things shut down. We didn't we didn't go in there. No. I can't remember exactly what it is. But yeah, previously I feel like it was something about like Moroccan horseback riding and different things. Do you remember that? Um, I remember when I went in there was a lot of jewelry. Yeah, there was and jewelry. Like just things people would wear throughout different places in Morocco okay. and the decade. So maybe it was more like um yeah, like style, fashion. But and I, I mean, jewelry. I also don't completely remember. I just remember it being very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got another fun fact for you. There is a water wheel on the side of the Spice Road table. Yeah, it's on the World Showcase Lagoon side. It provides irrigation to the flower beds opposite the pavilion. Unlike the scoop and dump mechanisms most people are familiar with, the water wheel here carries the water inside the wheel. And through a complex combination of baffles, chambers, and gravity, the water emerges at the highest point of the circle through a spout, and uh, it helps to water the flower beds, which is pretty cool. That's cool. That's pretty cool. I have a a cute story about Morocco. One time, whenever I was walking through, there was a little girl, and she saw one of the cast members um, walking by, and he was dressed in his Moroccan outfit, and she said, oh, Mommy Aladdin. <laughs> and he did. He, his outfit, he had the vest and everything. It kind of looked Aladdin-esque, you know. And um, he leaned down to that little girl and was like, hi. And um, she was like, hi. And she took a picture with him. <laughs> and he was so sweet about it. It was the nicest thing. I just loved it. I was like, that's cute. Yeah. Good on you, cast member. Yeah. That was very good. Although I'm sure his name was probably like Gabe. Look at this. Good for me. I actually bookmarked a website that talks about the current exhibit inside the Morocco Pavilion. Oh, (laughs) look at that. You're planning. You didn't even realize it. Yeah. So I'm going to open that up now and I can tell you all about what is actually there. The current exhibit in the Gallery of Arts and History in the Morocco Pavilion is called Race Against the Sun, Ancient Technique to Modern Competition. And the exhibit features immersive experiences, including a lifelike diorama of Marathon of the Sands with race gear and trophies from Moroccan competitors, and an interactive photo opportunity highlighting Rally of the Gazelles. Each of these intense competitions take place in the Sahara Desert, and guests can also discover how the Sahara's original inhabitants, the Berbers, mastered challenges of living in the formidable environment. Just a little bit more insight into that Moroccan culture. Yeah. And I think um, another really cool thing about the Moroccan Pavilion, I know you said that they brought in people from Morocco mm-hmm. to put um, do the mosaics. If you go back to where Restaurant Marrakesh is, they have a really pretty wall. Like, mm-hmm. it's all mosaic. It's really pretty. And so you should just walk back there just to check it out. It's yeah. really nice. And they have a little bathroom back there that's cute, too. <laughs> yeah, all the mosaics are so intricate and detailed that it's it's very pretty to see. It's a very uh, photogenic pavilion. I mean, I think a lot of the pavilions have a lot of good photo spots, but man, there's some really good ones. Yeah, and they have a really great bar that takes tables in Wonderland. <laughs> and th- that bar has good drinks. What do you prefer from that bar? Um, there I forget the name of it, but it's like a watermelon drink. This is at the Spice Road table. 
right building. Yeah, it's you, over on the lagoon side of the pavilion. Yeah, they have um, they have just a line that you can get in and just get a to go drink, and it's a full size drink, not like the little ones you get at the festival. It's true. And the uh, drink you might be referring to, according to their uh, menu. Watermelon delight. Well, there you go. <laughs> I think yeah. it might be non-alcoholic, but you. Can- it is. It watermelon, cranberry juice, and orange they- water, not juice. Orange water. Orange water. Well, they also add vodka. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they sell sangria there as well. It's pretty good. And I usually get that if we stop in at the bar. Mm-hmm. I like their sangria. I think they have white and red. Are you still looking at the menu? I am. Let me pull up the sangria. Da, 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 da. Spice Road Signature Sangria, white, red, or sparkling. Uh, certified organic. Uh, they sell it by the pitcher. $36.99, everybody. Yeah. And I love, you, uh, you just want to have a glass. I just get a pitcher and walk around with my pitcher yeah. of mar- <laughs> margarita, margarita. It's a to-go sangria. pitcher. Yeah. yeah. I'll take a to-go pitcher, please. Well, I guess uh, if you think about it, any cup is a to-go cup if you try hard enough. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, we've we've eaten. I know you mentioned you haven't had Tangerine Cafe, but Restaurant Marrakesh we ate at. It was so good, uh, and we actually went in and we took the recommendations of our server. Yes, um, so we would know what to order because it, you know it's it's. I don't think it's an overly adventurous menu. There's a lot of like kind of probably safe options for picky eaters, but there are some things that you might not totally be familiar with, and so we we did ask like. I think Sam's favorite question is, what do you wish people would order from this menu? Yeah, I I think that you really miss out if you don't try something different. And the servers are going to know what's really good um, a lot of times. And so I think it's just, I don't know, I like to ask just to get something that maybe it's not typical of what I would order, but I get to try something that they think is the best thing, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) I like that idea. So he did. He made some good recommendations for us. I think he had a couple, and you and I got two different things and shared. Yeah. Um, and he recommended an appetizer, and we asked him about dessert, too. Yeah. We had a lot of great food, and he didn't he didn't steer us wrong. Yeah. You know? And Restaurant Marrakesh has entertainment. While you're dining, they do a belly dance demonstration. Well, that's yeah, cool. You can't go wrong with a belly dance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess you can. I think they prefer it if their cast members do it as opposed to park goers who might be like, okay, sir, we understand you're on your uh, your vacation, but please put your shirt back on. Well, that's true, but they do get little ones involved. Yeah, I was going to say, a bunch of little kids were belly dancing. Yeah, they get they get little kids. Uh, boys and girls get up and, and participate, and that's pretty neat. See, it, it, it's fine when little kids do it, but it gets weird and creepy when it's, you know, a 47-year-old man from Hoboken doing it. Yeah, well. That's true. <laughs> Didn't we get the short ribs there, and um, there was a chicken thing that we got, too? Mm. Yeah, I was looking at the menu. that The braised beef short ribs, that's immediately where my eyes went, because those just sound good. Yeah, it was. It, I'm sure that we had that, and it was very good. But I felt like we got something that was um, big that he recommended we could all share, and everyone could get a little bit of the chicken. Um, well, they... Uh, they for the on the dinner menu, they do have the taste of Morocco, which is a three course meal, which it looks like it gives you a little bit of everything. So maybe y'all went with that route. But I do like uh, looking at the appetizers as well. Like they have the appetizer sampler platter for two, so you can try different stuff. And even uh, I think I saw a dessert. Uh, 
yeah, you can uh, you can get it for up to two people and share. So I mean, like I do like they have those options that you know you can expand your uh, taste palette, so to speak. And Morocco has entertainment. They mm-hmm. have a band that will go and sing. It's kind of off to the side a little bit, but kind of like how Canada is. You yeah. Know? But they'll sing, and and they're a lot of fun. They get people mm-hmm. involved. They dance, you know, um, good singers, and it's it's fun to watch them. High energy. Yeah. It is. They get everyone to, like, kind of do this. I, I don't remember what the song was because it was a Moroccan song, but everyone was kind of getting really low to the ground, you know, and then you pop up. <laughs> their, their stage is unique, too, because it's basically just right on the ground. It like, is. it's mm-hmm. barely raised up. It's it's maybe a foot off the ground. So they're very close to the crowd that kind of gathers around to watch them, which is it's cool because it makes it more interactive. Mm-hmm. You know, the Canadian stage is like, what, four or five feet off the ground, basically. And right. It's kind of pushed back. So it's a little more like you sit on those benches and watch them. But this one, I think the intent is they want people involved in dancing and singing with them. I remember one of the times stands out to me as we were passing by and they were singing Prince Ali as we were going by. Yeah, they do sing Prince Ali. Everybody was singing with them. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned like a little girl thought she saw Aladdin walking through. But Aladdin and Jasmine do meet and greets in the Moroccan pavilion. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So um, if you go back, and it, and it kind of is back in the marketplace, but you can go meet Aladdin and Jasmine back there. So a little bit out of place, but it's about as close as you're going to get to put Aladdin and Jasmine somewhere, I guess. Yeah, where is that based out of? What do you mean? The movie. Agri- Agri- Agrabah. No, I mean... <laughs> Agrabar? <laughs> what country did they use as the theme? Like, real country. It seemed like a mix of Egypt in India. It's an imaginary place, but it's more Middle Eastern than it is like right. uh, Morocco's Africa. So Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't fit when you think about that. But that's okay. <laughs> well, don't think about it too hard. It's fine. <laughs> hey, this just re-emphasizes my desire to have a Middle Eastern country there. Mm-hmm. Egypt's in Africa, too. Thank you. I'm trying to think. what I know definitely... It has influence from India, but what's the other place? Just the Middle East? The middle of the East, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that'll conclude the geography portion of the Monday Morning Monorail (laughs) podcast. Hope you're taking notes. There will be a quiz at the end of the podcast. I will fail the quiz. I failed geometry, so. (laughs) (laughs) You mean geography? Geography! Oh no! Oh no! Nerd. That's how hard she failed. I Ooh. did okay in uh, geometry because my teacher um, didn't show up to class and just fudged everyone's grades. So that means you got good grades in geometry, but you didn't do. Good I never in learned in that class. It was awesome. <laughs> Great. Good grief. Gotta love that East Tennessee education. Oh, so good. No balls. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, visit Morocco. I know Kevin's not here for the counter-argument, but I don't think there is a counter-argument. No, Kevin's just wrong. Morocco's great. I love it. My only complaint, as you know, is that it's I got lost and couldn't find anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend going, get your camera ready, take a lot of pictures, and just take your time walking through there. Don't drink from the fountain. Get your drinks from the Spice Road Table Bar. Yep. Stop in at the Tangerine Cafe if you want shawarma. Because mm-hmm. they have it. I want shawarma <laughs> right now. They also have like um, a vegetarian platter that has like a ton of naan on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds good. 
Yeah. Hummus. Oh, I want hum- Can we get hummus? Okay. We can get hummus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't have the big board because Kevin's the one in charge of the dry erase board. But if I remember right, was it UK, UK France, Canada? Yeah, I think so. That's And McKenna's protesting that. Can we put Morocco in front of the UK? I, I want to put it first on the list. For you, it's number one? Mm-hmm. What about you, Garrett? I like the UK... Where would you place Morocco in the list? I don't know. I don't have that many opinions on it, like negative or positive. Would you rather spend time in Morocco or France? Uh, Morocco. Okay. So for you, it'd be UK, Morocco, France, probably. You say it's number one. I like Morocco so much. Landon? Uh, I think I'm going to put it at three. I'm going to go UK, France, Morocco, then Canada. It's not a slide on Morocco. I just really like the UK, and there's some drinks and shows in the France pavilion that I'm a big fan of. Actually, I just remembered crepes, so I agree with Landon. Oh, okay. (laughs) Interesting. So... (laughs) She really is going to walk off the show. For me, I don't think it'd be number one. I think... I do, I probably, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably choose UK. So I'm debating now whether I'd go France or Morocco. I think I would probably go right now, or should I include the Ratatouille ride? What do you think? The Ratatouille ride. Include it? We don't even know yet what it's going to be like. just do right now. Do it as of now? Mm Mm-hmm. Think of the Then I'd go Morocco because I like all three of the restaurants. Yeah. Okay. Mine is heavily weighted toward how much I enjoy the food there. Yeah. Um, but I also really like their bar. And I like the little shopping experience you can get there, you know? So I think that I think that means it averages out to be second place. Because we had it first, second. We had two first votes, two third votes, and one second. Yeah, but Kevin didn't get to right. vote. Well, I don't... He doesn't care. get to vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin would probably put it last, so I'm not... I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he would put it last. Well, that would pull it down. Should we just say third then? No. Yes. Say, oh, and they have really good festival food. Those hummus fries are awesome. Well, every mm. one of these places has good festival food. I know, but I just have to add the hummus fries because it's so good. Those were good, though. Kevin's opinion in this doesn't matter because he's not here. <laughs> but he also controls the big board. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I say we put it third. Because I do think Kevin would vote it last. You guys gave... There were two votes for three. I say we go UK, France, Morocco, Canada. I think that's what we do. You guys have no culture. Well, I say that wraps up the Morocco conversation. I think so. What comes up next? I don't know. You're the one driving this boat. Do it from your memory. What do you think comes up next? The five essentials of Epcot. No, I mean which... which (laughs) Oh. Oh, it's... um, I thought you forgot what we were doing. Going to be talking about. It's awesome, isn't it? Uh, America? No, 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 no. Japan. It's Japan. Yeah. Japan Ooh. is next. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. And that's going to be my number one. Ah, right, you can't spoilers. Oh, <laughs> save it. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, that one will probably place high on the uh, on the list of votes if I have to make a guess. Yeah, so we got Japan coming up next, followed by America, Italy, Germany, China, Norway, Mexico. So we've, I hope we've still got a ways to go. Gets in last place. <laughs> That's it, you know what? Without Regal Eagle, it may have, but it I has know. stepped up its game. Yeah, Regal Eagle changed Regal it. Regal Eagle is tasty. Yeah, it's very good. But we're not we're not doing things just off of food because Morocco is delicious. 
I voted it second because of the food. And everyone, I hope, and it's in third place. I hope so. Mexico gets first because it's got three caballeros. <laughs> well, the American Adventure has the American Adventure show, by the way, oh, which boo. is an amazing spectacle of animatronics. And I'm going to be campaigning pretty hard for that thing, even though, even though you guys hate it. But. It's but Jay, we, we all live the American adventure every day. So why do we need to go to an attraction? Exactly. Thank you, Landon. And it's 45 minutes out of my day that I just am not willing to give. Oh, it's 45 minutes. That's long. You'd rather go stand in the hot Epcot sun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Losers. All right. But in your face, Jay. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about our top five Epcot essentials. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the monorail, my friends. It is time now for our feature presentation. We saved the best for last. I don't know. It's all been pretty good. But this is going to be it's going to be a fun conversation, I think. So last week, based on the survey that I keep getting heat over as if I wrote the survey <laughs> about the Magic Kingdom that Disney released, asking what are your five essential experiences that you would want to have operational if you went back to the parks tomorrow so that you would have like a full, complete day in the Magic Kingdom. What were your top five needs? We're going to do the same thing for Epcot now. And I'm not going first. I think I went first for Magic Kingdom. I'm not going first on this one. I'm going to go last. So... Who wants to go first? Should we let Landon go first? Should he kick us off? Sure, I can. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll make this up as I go. This will be fun. All right, Landon. Uh, so what are your five essential ride attractions or shows in Epcot? Spaceship Earth. Yep. Three Caballeros. Ooh. Living with the Land. Yeah. Test Track. Hmm. Maelstrom. Wait, no, crap. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't know what my, what my fifth would be. It doesn't have to just be rides. But there's other stuff at Disney than rides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay, the uh, the the chef and waiter table stacking in France. Okay, that's fine. We'll call yeah. that. We'll, we're going to call that World Showcase performers. Oh, they okay. That's a show, right? Okay. Now, would that encompass all of the performers? Because I mean, that would that would give me the drum uh, drummers in Japan as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll give it to okay. you. All right, I, yeah, yeah, that's a strong five right there. Yeah, I think so. Because it, I think it could get, because, you know, you could debate all like, all day long what the the best World chase, world Showcase performance is. Wait, how is. did I leave Soren out? Um, Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you did have the opinion in the past. Yeah, but, yeah, there was, it, was, it was overrated, but yeah. I, I, st- I still think it would find its way into my top five. Uh, let's go Soren over Test Track. How about that? Okay. Pretty good. I still want to keep the World Showcase performers. Okay, so you said Spaceship Earth, Living with the Land, uh, Soren, Three Caballeros, and World Showcase performers. Correct. Yeah, okay. Cool. Who's next, McKenna? Um, Living with the Land. Mm-hmm. And then the Epcot Ball. Mm-hmm. I like Journey into Imagination. Okay. And then I like the Epcot performers. Test Track. That's fine. Test track should be higher. Well, that's okay. I'm not going to rank them. You're just giving a vote. Yeah, those are those are my five. 
Yeah, I thought you were going to say the Epcot ball twice. The Epcot ball. <laughs> I love the Epcot ball. Yeah, could we list the Epcot ball then Spaceship Earth? <laughs> it's two different things. <laughs> okay. Very good. So you you uh, agreed with Landon on Spaceship Earth, Living with the Land, and World Showcase Performers. Yeah. You listed Journey into Imagination and Test Track? Yes. Okay. Just keeping a running total in my head. Sam? Well, I was just going to say um, that for me it would be British Revolution. <laughs> That's the, a performer. The drummers in Japan. <laughs> but then you like... You can group them all. I just feel like let's just group them all. All right, fine. Um, So the World Showcase Performers is number one for me. Number two would be Living with the Land. Number three would be, can I get a... A a, what, what? A party, like a... A party? Not a party. A (laughs) festival? No. Why? That's a... No. Fine, I won't do that. I would like Club Cool back, (laughs) (laughs) but I guess that doesn't count either right now. Um, You know, I just don't go for rides. So, (laughs) test track number three. Okay. I guess Spaceship Earth. There's really, and then Frozen. Put some respect in your voice when you talk about Spaceship Spaceship Earth. About about not going to Epcot for rides here. I guess that's it. Okay. I strongly know my top five right now. Okay. Living with the Land. Yep. Soren. Yep. Test Track. Three Caballeros. And I forgot five, actually. <laughs> did you put Living with the Land up there? He did. Living with the okay. Land. Soren. Journey into Imagination. Test Track. And Three Caballeros. There you go. Okay. Very good. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Journey into Imagination's name for a second. Oh, okay. The Figment Ride. The Figment Ride. The Figment Ride. Can't believe no one said actually. I did. I kind of said it, which I'm glad about. But all of you should have said it because it's great. Maybe I will. Let's find out. My top five: Living with the Land, Spaceship Earth, Frozen, Ever After. <laughs> McKenna's giving me evil eyes. Three Caballeros. And I'm going to go with Awesome Planet. (laughs) Wow, McKenna literally just fell over. Okay. (laughs) Awesome Planet's strong. I liked it. It is good. You lied It just made me cry. I was just sad. Well, it does remind us humans be messing everything up. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Apparently the living with the land effect has moved to other attractions in Epcot. (laughs) Did you say humans be messing everything up? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's true. Wow. That is a fact. It's Mm -hmm. definitely one of the messages within Awesome Planet. Yeah, no kidding. Mm -hmm. It's like, the earth is in pain, and it's your fault. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, no. So uh, I think that's good. I think we've got some a good list started here. I like the World Show- Showcase performers as well. Uh, that's top. That would be just outside my my five essentials, I guess. No, my, my top five are the only correct ones. Did you put up Living with the Land? Yeah, so that's first honestly, one I mentioned. Honestly, Living with the Land is one of the only things that matters to me in Epcot, besides how beautiful the Epcot ball is. <laughs> yeah, mine. Those were my top two. Wait, so Living the with entirety land? of Epcot doesn't matter to if you? If it was the Epcot ball and Living with the Land, that would be a good day for me. I don't know. I like all of Epcot. 
I just don't want any hate mail over what I said. You're going to get some. Because I go to Epcot for the food, and the rides are fine. Uh, uh, I'm the hate mail. <laughs> I want to live inside of living with the land. I want to live with the land. I'll be interested to see, once everything gets opened up, if our lists change. I think they might, because we'll have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure to think of. We'll have Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm Cosmic Rewind. about those. Yeah. I mean, they could jump right into the top five as soon as they're open, possibly. Mm-hmm. I could, I could very easily see that. But I'm okay with Epcot not being um, like a ride park, you know, and it being about the food and the festivals and the countries mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but the rides there are great. <laughs> I wish they would uh, shove the, the pain of the earth down our throats a little more because <laughs> awesome planet is like you can choose to go there and it's not there forever but they should really be shoving that down our throats i mean it's there for the foreseeable future because that's what they've chosen to put in the harvest theater i don't think there's any immediate plans to change it i want to feel pain when i go i'm like <laughs> oh god yeah, can I? Mm. I want it to be sad I don't want Epcot to be sad. That would not be a fun experience. Like, remember when um, they did the whole, like, uh, the hunting? Oh, my God. Why can't I remember? You know the Bambi. video they play when you're going on the safari track? Oh, poaching. Yeah, the poaching stuff. Yeah. That makes me feel awful about myself. Well, are you a poacher? No, but I'm like, Apparently oh, my God. Is. <laughs> this is terrible. Why am I not doing anything? Oh. Uh, you, you can, are you going to go to Africa and kill poachers? They show dead animals on that. And I'm like, this is this is so awful. It, you know, that used to be a big part of the story on Kilimanjaro Safari. Mm-hmm. And then they stopped. They stopped doing that. Because yeah. it I'm made glad people upset. Because I don't want to be sad when I go to Disney World. That is not in the priorities. They're a corporation. <laughs> it's their job to do this. I don't think it's their job to make us sad. Yes, it is. Just make us know that there's a problem going well, on. Well, I mean, they do have quite a platform to try to educate people about things that are going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. but I'm sure it's not in their, their priorities to make children cry. No, I don't think they want to make people cry. <laughs> but also, like, you know, why not raise awareness for things when you have such an audience? They can reach a lot of people mm-hmm. through infotainment. I don't think it's necessarily to try to make people sad, but maybe well, it makes inspire me sad. action is it, what they want. It just makes me feel sad. <laughs> I don't live in Africa, so I can't stop it. They are going to be inspiring action when they open that Marvel thing. What action? Superhero action. <laughs> when they open Avengers Campus? Yeah. People are just going to want to fight? Yeah. I saw some cool stuff about that Avengers Campus. Can it you looks imagine... Like, it'd be very expensive if they allowed sparring. <laughs> Their insurance, I mean. Would what if be you, very like, you sign a waiver and then you can just go in and start fighting people? <laughs> you can sign a waiver and they'll, like, test gamma radiation on you. Yeah, see if maybe you turn into a superhero. I would sign up for that. Or you could just develop, like, cancer. cancer. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's a That's a superpower, I guess. Mm. You're... No, no, it's not. It's the exact opposite of superpower. Never mind. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> those, those were our Epcot essentials. Epcot, I think, is probably the one that has maybe the fewest, like, non-food, or, I mean, yeah, non-food options, because it's just, right now, especially with the conversion happening, it's just not so ride-heavy. But 
I considered putting my on my list. My top five was easier than Magic Kingdom here. Well, yeah, because there's less choices. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But I considered putting the aquarium on the list. Not necessarily Nemo, but the aquarium part. The The Nemo ride is the worst ride at Disney. It's pretty bad. Um, but the I don't aquarium's know. awesome. That cool <laughs> robot thing that was terrifying is pretty radical. <laughs> yeah, but it's not worth the rest of that ride no. or waiting for that. Like, I'd rather just walk into the if aquarium. If I could just watch that thing, like, through a window, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Every single time I'm on it, I can almost... Like, no, every single time I've been on it, I've stopped in the middle of the ride and just had to sit in the dark mm-hmm. and listen to some annoying song that I don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah. It's, it's not good. But, you know, another thing coming soon is that play pavilion, which might be... The Moana. The Moana. Mo- oh, yeah. The Journey of Water thing is going to be cool. I'm pretty excited for the new stuff. Yeah. I know that it's a lot of IP stuff and people don't like that, but people also don't like change. Yeah. I want Moana to say, you're not doing your part if you don't recycle and then like punch someone. That would be, I'd say, uh, that would be cool. Moana yeah, is not going to, wow. to happen. Why not? That is not Disney. McKenna's over here repitching the dark gritty reboot of all the Disney princesses <laughs> she's apparently been clamoring for. Yeah. Moana punches people. She does in the movie. Who did she punch? Bad guy. <laughs> or someone. I, re- I watched it recently. Punch someone. She. I feel like she did. She's really more of a waterbender. Yeah. She doesn't control the water. The she water is it tells the water to thing. do something. She, yeah. She and can, the water does it. Yeah. No, that's not. Have you, did you watch the movie? I've the seen water it. doesn't yes. do what she wants it to all the time because not the water the is its own spirit and it, it chooses sometimes. what it's going to do. <laughs> Come on, watch Moana. You need to rewatch it. it. You like need to rewatch it. Three weeks ago. I, okay, I watched it last week. I win. Maybe Go I watch was, it again. Maybe I was just watching yes. Avatar: The Last Airbender. You on were Netflix. watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy it's on Netflix now. Yeah. I know that's Nickelodeon, it but is. I love it. It's good. Take a break from your Disney Plus. Go watch Avatar The Last Year. <laughs> yeah. And then go back so to Don't say that. Disney will pull our funding shot. <laughs> <laughs> what funding? Ooh, it'd be cool if they bought that intellectual property. It would oh be cool if gosh. they actually funded us. That would be cool. But I'd like to see Avatar The Last Airbender in the parks. More of that. And less of Avatar the Blue People in the parks. Yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> I don't know. Pandora is pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool, but I'm just... It's good. It's fine. It's, I don't are they need... planning on doing anything new, adding any additions to Pandora? I yes. know this is completely off the trail. Okay, all right. Yeah, they are. Um, and it's... I think it's all hinging on, you know, the five sequels that they have planned oh, for wow. Avatar. Oh, wow. That's great. I've never seen those. But if I remember hearing this correctly, I think they actually have two expansion pads for Pandora. Well, you're going to be able to purchase expansion passes? They are expanding Pads. Pandora, and they can't add a Muppets land? Mm-hmm. I mean, they could. Pandora is a huge draw for Animal Kingdom. I mean, after they opened Pandora, Animal Kingdom went to the number two attended park in the world, I it think. It should have been number one already. It well, passed Epcot. Epcot was. I know. It Ep- should have been number one. Well, Epcot, Epcot had been number two forever, and, and Animal Kingdom passed it after Pandora opened good so they're definitely going to keep 
expanding that for sure. It is an amazing world, so you got to give them that. Yeah. Magic Kingdom's number one, right? It is, yeah. Animal Kingdom should be number one. What do you think? I think Pandora is pretty. Um, I don't care for the movies, but I think it's a cool area in the park. <laughs> so. It just it shows how cool Animal Kingdom is. It can turn a bad movie into a good land. <laughs> I wonder if it, it is interesting. I'd be curious where more of the Avatar fandom comes from. Does it come from the movie or soon to be movies or does it come from Animal Kingdom's Pandora? I've met people who really love the movies and I just, I don't get it. I don't yeah. like the movies. That's called bad taste. Well, I was thinking it'll be funny someday and, and maybe this is already true if there are people who think that the movie was based on the land in Animal Kingdom. Hey, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard people talk about that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, not the, specifically that, but I'd believe it if people thought that. Yeah. I really, I think instead of doing five movies, they should do Pandora Earth and then just do, like, a world exploration. I hate the movies. Do the world. <laughs> Like, I, I do have more, I guess, personal drawn, I guess, appeal to the characters created in Pandora and for Flight of Passage and the Navi River. Like, I, I don't know the shaman's name, but that is like, I, I love that character where it's like, you could give me a hundred guesses. I don't think I would land anywhere near what Sigourney Weaver's character's mm-hmm. name was. Like, no, I have no idea. Yeah, it's like she was Sigourney Weaver. Did she have a name? I don't know. But and, and I've seen that movie where it's like like even though I make fun of him on Twitter, the uh hey, I'm a uh, uh the doctor guy. Like like I think he's a goober, but I still like him way more than I do anybody else from the actual movie. Is it, <laughs> I actually know her character's name because not Sigour- Sigourney Weaver on Flight of Passage, her name's Doctor Ogden. Ah uh, That's her character. Okay. Yeah. Um and the thing about you, like, joking about him saying uh a lot is that, you know, he's a more memorable character than the ones in yeah. the movies because you remember him. It's true. <laughs> that is true. So, yeah, I, I think the, uh, the and I think her name, by the way, is just the River Shaman. Um, and I think she's supposed to be featured in the movies that are coming up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I thought she was just, they made a cool animatronic. Yeah, well, they made a really cool. Animatronic. They made a very cool animatronic, and I think that it was partly because they knew she was going to be part of the story, the continuing story. Yeah. For for these Avatar sequels, we were all clamoring for. <laughs> yeah. It's been like like hadn't it been like close to a decade since the it's, first one came it's out? Been longer Who than knows? that, I think. This oh one gosh. might be good. The thing is, visually, the first one's good. Uh huh. I hate the story. I mean, they have something called unobtainium for crying out <laughs> That's loud. That's ridiculous. Like, that is the laziest writing I've ever heard. And this comes from somebody who has a lot of lazy scripts he wrote in college. <laughs> 2009 is when Avatar came out, so it's... No, it's been over a decade. Yeah. Oh, and we haven't even started to really go through on that Avatar story. We're all... Yeah, we're not even, we're not even halfway through the story. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what is a really good movie that has the same like message as the Avatar movies? Fern Gully. <laughs> what? I love Fern Gully. Yeah. It's very sad. It's like protect the planet yeah. and it's good movie. It's good movie. It's good movie. Is <laughs> it right there on the poster? It's good movie. <laughs> well, while we're all waiting for these Avatar sequels to come out, we're going to need to find ways to fill our time, so... I'm waiting for Sonic the Hedgehog movie, too. Well, while you're waiting for that, 
you'll probably be updating your social media, Garrett. And why don't you tell people where they can find you on Twitter? I don't remember. Okay. I'm just kidding. It's Scalagummy. I shouldn't have to spell it out, but I will anyways. Uh, S-K-E-L-E-G-U-M-M-Y. Easy. When you're trying to get people to follow you, just spell it out. Yes. It doesn't hurt anything. Don't be snotty about it, because then people are like, why am I going to follow this guy? He thinks I, he just assumes I can spell. Look at McKenna. She can't spell That's, anything. Hey, don't, don't drag me into this. <laughs> he was really good at geometry, remember? Yeah, I, no, I failed geometry. <laughs> Geography. You See, still... it happened again. <laughs> I'm being tricked, and um, what is the word? I don't know. I'm being bamboozled. Yeah, there you go. All right, Skelligummy, at Skelligummy, and he's Skelligummy on YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Yeah, go check it out. And probably everywhere else. I don't know if I've changed everything yet. Well, you better do it quick now, because you're telling everybody you did. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go looking for you. Yep, I'm going to go squat on the MySpace Skelligummy. (laughs) You can't have it. (laughs) So you can find Landon on MySpace at Skelligummy, but where else can you find Landon? (laughs) L-A-N-D-A-Z Please go follow me Landon Doan I'm the best Landon Doan Not the rest Etc, etc That's where you can find uh, The latest for me 280 characters at a time I also own a website Buttmunchchips.com Buttmunchchips Sit on your butt and munch Which I mean I don't know how much longer That's going to be going But uh, go check it out While it's still up I'm also in the iTunes store With the R&D project Search for that And if you're a fan of The sweet science Of professional wrestling There is another podcast In that same feed Called Near Fall Radio Where myself and Will Rapp break down the world of professional wrestling. Uh, have a show for AEW coming up this Saturday. It's Double or Nothing. It's one of their bigger pay-per-view events of the year. Will be performed in an empty arena, so I'm curious to see how that's going to go off, but I am looking forward to that. And uh, Yeah, I'm also on the Phil Show on News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station here locally in Knoxville. So uh, Check that out. Streaming worldwide at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk app. Search for that in the Google and iTunes store. You didn't make them wait for it that time. Nah. <laughs> I, I, like a little peek behind the scenes. I got work I got to get done today for my day job. So uh, so no dramatic fun pauses from me. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you, you got a lot of rave reviews for your uh, Shop Disney pipe bomb that you dropped last week. <laughs> I'm glad people liked it, though. Uh, on the social, it seems like Shop Disney didn't really learn their uh, lesson from uh, last week because they had the Minnie Mouse uh, limited edition uh, Tiki Room stuff release. And second verse, same as the first, a little bit louder, a whole lot worse. The servers just completely crapped the bed, though. I somehow was able to get into the shop and I got me one of them uh, Tiki mugs. So, I got something, but uh, I'm glad y'all liked me screaming into the microphone like a lunatic. And if you uh, are a fan of that, I encourage you to find me at my day job. Once again, the Phil Show, News Talk 987. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, and we are at Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Monday Morning Monorail everywhere else. You can visit our website, mondaymorningmonorailpodcast.com. And we have a Facebook group, Monday Morning Monorail Family. Please come over there and hang out with us. We're having a great time. We just hit 80 members. But there's room for a thousand. <laughs> you know? I, think there's room I, for I get what you're going after, but that's, that's a big jump going from 80 to a thousand. I'd, I'd, I'd find a nice middle ground somewhere in there, but that's just me. There's room for 81. <laughs> <laughs> Aim hot. You know what? You do you. You, do you. <laughs> yeah. But 
Thanks for listening to the show this week and every week. Please come back again next week and bring a friend. There's always more room on the monorail. Until then, have a magical week. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.